Do we got waves? I got waves. You got waves? Do I got waves? You got waves. Noise. Aggressive. <laughs> I don't know. Last time they were like iffy waves, so I just wanted to make sure they were waves. <laughs> Your face was like, whoa. <laughs> it's just like a bar. Yeah. <laughs> Waves. I love when it's like a thick, like, oh, yeah. bar. <laughs> yeah. Woo. It's Megan. It's Morgan. And, and we're in. in. I never get tired of that. No. And, like, it always impresses me that we do it so spot on. Mm-hmm. Huh. Hi. Hello. Sup. I thought you were talking to Newton. No, not yet. He literally just peeked around the corner Hello. when you said hi, though. So that's why I was like, oh. Hello there. <laughs> Hello. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like today is just one of those days. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Today, we're doing the next installment of Avatar. Episodes 10 to 16. No. <laughs> no, 10 to 17. <laughs> So, <laughs> these set of episodes are weird because there's 21 episodes. Wait. Yeah, 21 <laughs> episodes. There's fucking... In, in book three. There's 21 episodes in book three. Usually, there's 20 in each book. So, we've been doing 10 and 10. But this time... Stop that. Like, as soon as we record... I literally brought the score bottle down and I don't It's right behind the it. laptop. Oh, I'm just blind. Well, the laptop was covering it. Now I'm armed. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so our whole plan the whole time was to watch nine and then seven and then four and we fucked it up. Yeah, well, I we, fucked it up. Well, whatever. Yeah, it's fine. It is what it is. So I didn't watch the last episode by mistake. I literally like checked. I was telling Megan, I checked Netflix and there was only four episodes left, but I must have been hovering on 17 and Probably. assumed that I watched it. Yeah. Uh, but she's just going to tell me about that one. Luckily, it was mostly filler. So. Yeah. When we get there, you'll figure it out. So uh, Sokka actually makes a joke very early on in the episode about like, this is the time wasting hijinks I've been missing. <laughs> and you're like, fuck off. Because it's <laughs> the last episode before the last four. Exactly. So they're like, we're just going to waste your time. And you're yeah. like fuck yeah okay but yeah so this is episodes 10 through 17 yes um from book three of avatar fire fire fired (laughs) (laughs) what is that from (laughs) is that how i met your mother no oh from the cat in the hat movie oh yeah the live action one. yeah with my uh mike myers yeah, yeah but that's um whatever company it's f- the girl works for i can't remember what the fuck it is yeah 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 but the, I the manager him. guy is a psychopath yeah. and like chance and i yeah when we first moved to hamilton just put it on one day and that <laughs> happened and it's like straight up three or five minutes into the movie like it's not i know long into the movie and when he did that we just broke and had to pause the movie and laugh for like 10 minutes yeah fired especially because the whole movie up until that makes no sense anyways so you're just like what the fuck I love how happening. you're like three minutes in. Those Nothing three minutes makes made no sense. The whole thing was so confusing. And then he's yelling. He's like squirting hand sanitizer on his hand. And it's like loud. <laughs> I was going to try to imitate the sound. And I was like, that'll just be bad. But it's whatever. Not what we're talking about. Now I feel like we need to do a cat in the hat episode. <laughs> I would love to. But we have to do like a live react. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> Obligatory ice swirl. 
That should just be our transition noise now. Yes! <laughs> just a little ice swirl. <sighs> Anyways, um, book three, chapter 10, The Day of the Black Sun, part one, The Invasion. <sighs> Jesus fuck. That was a huge title. My first note is, what a long fucking title. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because Netflix, like, it likes to skip the fucking intro yeah. and shit. And I always have to go back to check the goddamn title because it doesn't Netflix doesn't always give you the full title up on the thing. I'm pretty sure it just says Day of the Black Sun Part One and it doesn't oh. specific like specify the invasion and then what it says for the second episode, which is kind of important. But whenever What's weird because my skip intro always gives me that little like it literally That's every rude. time goes up to that page and I'm like noise. It like it just disappears from the page oh, as it starts rough. and I'm like you you can't even give me time to just pause it and literally. leave it there. It's no, it's not enough time. It's like just as it's fading away. Mm. Anyways, chapter 10, Day of the Black Sun, part one, the invasion. What a long fucking title. Mm -hmm. Uh, The gang is pouring over their maps as Aang awakes, ready to face the Fire Lord. Much more optimistic than the last time we saw him. Oh, yeah. Uh, The show wastes no time at all, reminding us that when Azula shot Aang at lightning, shot Aang with lightning, uh, she locked his eighth chakra and cut him off from the world of cosmic energy and thus the Avatar state. So they are right off the bat being like, hey, remember that this isn't an option. Mm-hmm. Uh, the invasion forces arrive as they earthbend some docks up, which is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, so it's like a bunch of the waterbending, waterbending ships, water tribe ships mm-hmm. uh, that had gone off in the last 10 episodes or whatever to go find everyone's friends. Uh, sorry, quick thing. I'm really glad that they reminded you about the Avatar state because I mm-hmm. 100% forgot. I, for some reason, thought that when Katara healed him and brought him, like, back to life, basically, I thought that also was it, brought back. They also don't get, like, super specific about it for until sure. then, because they originally just say that if the Avatar is killed while he's in the Avatar state, it that's it. It, like, yeah. ends the Avatar line is mm-hmm. what they're more focused on. Yeah. But they don't mention that it's because it locks their eighth chakra and thus all the cosmic energy. So, also, up until this point, it's pretty easy to assume that if Aang dies, there isn't going to be another Avatar because that's yeah. still a thing. But anyways, they're just casually not mentioning that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sokka greets his dad on the docks and asks if they found all the people that he sent them to look for. His father says that he did, but he's a little worried that the people that they brought with them aren't the warrior type as we see the swamp men exiting the boat. Uh, My note for this, this is exactly when the show starts to remind you that every little thing that these kids have experienced, every person that they've met, and every life that they've affected has mattered in the big picture. 100%. And it is one of my favorite things about this show. I really hate this comparison, but it made me think of uh, Breaking Dawn (laughs) when... uh, Edward and Bella need oh fucking like a bunch of people to stand up to the yeah, Volturi yeah, yeah. and they're like, yo, this kid isn't a weapon. It's just a kid. Like what they're telling you is real. Yeah. And look, Carlisle and Esme literally go find all their friends. All to, like, the people go that they've ever helped in their long ass vampire lives yeah. to come help out and like attest to watching this kid grow and shit. Yeah. Which was a really interesting way to deal with it. Honestly, when I read the books, I was like, that's really smart. Yeah. Right. <laughs> But, but yeah. like, and this is a little bit more intense, but still, it's like, literally, they were like, who have we interacted with that would, like, maybe be willing to help us? And you're like, those swamp men that you met for, like, five seconds? Literally, like, that was sure. one episode, and, like, the swamp men weren't really the important part of that episode. They were just some people that they met, and they were like, mm-hmm. whoa, there's waterbenders in the swamp? Cool, bye. Yeah. I gotta go do some spirit nonsense, because that's just before they met Toph and all that. Yep. So, like, there's, like, a hair stuck in my microphone. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, love that. Um... 
as they exit the boat, the, I don't remember his name, but the more like spiritual <laughs> swab guy. Mm, yep. Uh, the, everyone is like, I wish they'd wear pants though. And he comes off and he says, pants are all an illusion. And so is death. And everyone's just like, cool. Um, Haru, the earthbender from the earthbending vig- village way back when, mm-hmm. uh, and his father, who was freed from prison, <laughs> uh, show up to tell Katara that they are happy to help fight as she and she inspired them to do before uh and toff is greeted by old friends hippo and the, the boulder, boulder from the fighting pits i was so, I'm so happy. happy we both did that i was so happy the boulder <laughs> i love that guy so fucking much oh my god <laughs> i was so happy to see him come back and like he's so funny when you first meet him but then mm. it's like oh he's shitty and evil and you're like oh that's kind of lame but yeah. then he redeemed himself and you're like yes the boulder the boulder um, they no longer fight for entertainment. Now they fight for their kingdom. Mm-hmm. Which is super cute. Yep. Um, we then see the scientist from the air temple and his son in the wheelchair have also arrived, promptly causing an explosion on a ship with a peanut sauce bomb. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, Sokka asks if, he, asks if he was able to complete work on the plans that he sent him, uh, while Aang is gifted a new glider with a snack compartment. I fucking love it. Love it so much. And like, it looks just like his old one, but like just a little, a little better. Yeah. And then he's like, and it's got a snack compartment. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, and yeah, uh, the scientist confirms that he was able to work on Sokka's plans. We switch. I put dividers in my notes Oh. to note when... <laughs> We were switching back and forth because I was like, I'm going to get lost in these fucking notes Ah. over the next couple days. So in the prison, in the Fire Nation, uh, another guard is taunting Iroh. Typical, typical, typical. Telling him that he will never see the outside of the prison walls again while another guard brings in breakfast for him. She tells him that she snuck in some tea for him because she's not a fucking animal. (laughs) (laughs) Iroh comments that she's been the kindest to him since he was in prison. Uh, my note then in bold is she's literally the only guard we've seen so far that doesn't immediately start coming at Iroh with insults the second she sees him. And brought him some extra goods. Like some extra little thing. And like tea. Because tea. she knows how much he likes specialty teas. And I was yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, back to the gang. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh. Sorry. Um, I think it's Stop at this. You have notes. It's, I think it's at this point when Iroh is like, so you've been super nice to me. So thanks. Mm-mm. Oh, it's not? Okay. No, it comes back to it later. Okay, sorry. Don't worry. I got it. Okay, okay. Because it's like one of my favorite things ever that okay, Iroh okay. does. Um, Sokka is nervous to lead his first war meeting about the invasion. Oh. After some gentle, encouraging words from his father, he trips up the stairs to his platform and starts to bumble out his plans about the invasion. Literally The me. Fire Lord's pl- palace is here. Uh, Wait, no, here. No, here. No, here. As he flips through all his maps and yeah. shit. Uh, he tries to collect himself and starts from the beginning, literally starting from them finding the Avatar <laughs> in the ice and sort of blasting through their whole story. Uh, his father eventually takes over and basically gives a dope-ass motivating military speech as... Uh, Hoka- dope-ass military Hokado, Hokado? Hokado? Whatever. I eventually wrote his name down. For a while, it's just Sokka's dad, Katara's dad. Uh, I eventually got his name. I think it's Hokado. I literally I'll just called him their dad. There's so many names. I know. Um, 
father takes over. Uh, he explains that there are two stages, a naval stage and a land stage. The naval stage is to get them past the gates of Azulan, where they can then start the land phase, fighting their way past the battlements and securing the plaza tower. Once they have done that, they can move up the volcano, question mark, to the inner palace slash inner city, at which point the eclipse will begin. Mm-hmm. The boulder remarks that he thought the point was to invade them during the eclipse while they're powerless, but Sokka's fi- father quickly reminds us once again that the eclipse only lasts for eight minutes, and they'll need that time to get through the heavily guarded palace to the Fire Lord. Literally, I was the boulder. Yeah. I was like, uh, I thought the fucking... Yeah. And Sokka's father's like, uh-uh-uh, only mm-hmm. eight minutes, bro. Like, yeah. ain't got time for that. And they're like, okay. Um, ba 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 ba. Have my garden palace. He ends his speech with a little fist bump to cheers the crowd, and Sokka has a sad face. Sad Sokka. Sad Sokka. Um, cue an awesome, cool armor montage, and Appa finally getting his armor. Appa's it looks armor. so good. It is sick as fuck. The fact that it has the, the gold arrow, arrow. and like mm, it just Bruh. looks so good. Um, Especially since in the last episode, Sokka was basically just like, bro, I'm trying to work on this armor. Like, let's go. It's mentioned a couple times. Yeah. Like, I think once or twice, like way earlier, they're like, man, it'd be so cool if Appa had armor. Mm-hmm. And then someone else is like, we should look into getting Appa armor. And then yeah. Sokka's like, dude, I'm like working on it here. And yeah. then he finally gets his armor. And you're just like, oh, yeah. Sick as fuck. I love it. And then Aang in his OG clothes. Yeah. So Aang shaves his head to show his tattoos <laughs> again and looks out to the water wearing his new clothes, which are... Very, very similar to his old clothes, but mm-hmm. a little little more grown up. And he, like, he looks older in that moment, I feel oh, like. Oh, yeah. Um, and, like, Momo comes to see him, and everything's super dramatic. Mm-hmm. And then we switch over to Zuko. Oh, fuck. In a similar state of preparation. Zuko. Uh, bolded, and I don't really think... Oh, no, it sort of is answered. I made this note at the time, and I was like, it's always weirded me out that the Fire Nation was able to anticipate an attack, but also... Maybe they're just preparing because the eclipse is coming and they know they can get fucked during the eclipse. I can't remember. Eclipse. They sort of mention it later. Mm-hmm. Well. Bless you. <laughs> wow. Uh, Zuko writes a letter is basically what we get from that shot. He writes a letter. It's not explained to who. Well, he he does say, I'm sorry, May. Later. No. Yeah. He walks past the picture later. Ah, oh, fuck. Yep. Spoilers. <laughs> 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 sorry. <coughs> Uh, so back to the gang. Aang finds Sokka looking sad on a cliff. Sad boy. Uh, and he admits that he's upset about flubbing up his war speech. Aang gives Sokka a pep talk about how his moment of truth isn't going to be in front of a map. It'll be out on the battlefield. Sokka asks Aang how he feels. Yeah, it's such a cute, like, moment. He's like, don't worry about it, man. Like, your moment of glory isn't here. It'll be on Mm. the battlefield. Because he knows his friend is, like, an amazing fighter and Mm. also a master swordsman now, in case anyone forgot. Yep. Don't worry. You're going to be quickly reminded. Mm -hmm. Um, Sokka asks Aang why he's so confident about everything right now, to which Aang responds, I've already failed the world once in bossing. Say, I will not let myself fail again. And you're just like, oof. (sighs) What a strong boy. Um, the boats start to sail, and Hokado, there it is, points out uh, two statues on either side of a gate of Azulon and mentions that there is a gate. And everyone else is like, I don't see a gate, I just see a bunch of statues. Uh, the swamp benders create a fog for the ships, but it's not good enough to cover them, and alarms begin to sound as huge nets are pulled up between the two statues meeting Azulon and then eventually set themselves ablaze as firebenders start to come out on ski-doo things. Yeah, I was I confused. Think, they're just little jet skis. Yeah. Whatever, they've used them a couple times. You know what we're talking about. 
Um, Hokkaido makes a comment to Sokka about hoping his invention works as everyone... Oh. <laughs> I honestly thought he was going to make it. <laughs> I thought he was going to make it. Oh, you poor buddy. thing. Sorry. Newt just tried to jump in the window and failed in a glorious fashion. <laughs> he was trying so hard. <laughs> he, he almost saved it and then he just bailed, but yeah. whatever. Um... <laughs> Hey, buddy. <laughs> He's like, fuck. <laughs> um, ba -ba -ba -bum. <clears throat> oh, Hokado makes a comment to Sokka about hoping his invention works as he herds everyone below deck. As the Fire Nation uh, begins to board their ships, they realize that it's empty. And it is revealed that Sokka straight up invented submarines. Mm-hmm. Uh, which they have launched and escaped in. Toph is very off-put by it. Oh, you're going to try again? Uh-huh. I mean, he's going to attack the chair for a minute first. All right, well, uh, Toph is very off-put by being in a submarine and thinks it's the worst thing ever. The mechanist explains, or Sokka tries to say that it was the mechanist's doing in making them, but the mechanist explains that it was Sokka's idea to use waterbending to make the ship sink and float. Uh, he mentions, though, that they have a limited amount of air supply and they will need to resurface part way. <laughs> we also get a quick shot of Appa swimming with his little air bubble head. Bro. The cutest thing ever. Katara making that air bubble thing. So cute. Did you miss my favorite part of the episode? I swear it happened before this. No, Katara is on him later. This is just when they're quickly going through the water. I mean with Aang and Katara. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, no. I thought it happened before the bubble. No, it's when they resurface. It's just because you get a quick shot because Aang's on Appa right now. Katara's in the submarines. They resurface for air. And then when they go to go back under, that's when that happens. Okay. Don't worry. Okay. Listen. Okay. <laughs> I'm doing the summaries, okay? I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, we go back to uh, the prison. The nice lady guard is bringing Iroh his lunch again. And Iroh gets close to the bars and tells her that his tells her that her small acts of kindness have made his time there bearable. He then very pointedly suggests to her that she looks unwell and she should take the rest of the day off and go home and rest. When she says she feels fine, Iroh advises, "Trust me, it is better if you are not here this afternoon." To which she like mm. no just nods and is like, "Okay," and leaves. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Down. You're blubbing. Go. <laughs> Child Bro Man whatever, whatever. <laughs> God damn it Okay Ugh. I fucking swiped out of my note Shit <laughs> Look what you did Oh Okay 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 Um, Back to the gang Sokka asks Aang if he's ready for the Fire Nation to know that he is alive. Oh, sorry. Everyone has resurfaced for air, as mentioned previously. Sorry. Because so, I got past the gate. Um, Sokka, no, I just didn't know that they had resurfaced. I just mm. kind of start from here. Uh, Sokka asks Aang if he's ready for the Fire Nation to know that he is alive and ready to fight. And Aang says he's ready. Mm -hmm. The two then shake arms and the group comes in for a hug. I was like sobbing at this point. They're so cute. It was so, I was like, I'm not even 10 minutes into the episode and I am trash. This is awful. Mm -hmm. And then I forgot that this happens right after. Um, to shake arms, everyone comes in for a group. Toph says that she hopes he kicks some serious Fire Lord, but twinkle toes. Yep. Everyone heads back into the subs, but Katara and Aang stay behind to awkwardly talk. 
-hmm. Katara mentions how they've been through so much together and how she's watched him grow up so much. He's not the goofy little kid in the iceberg anymore and that she's very proud of him. Aang asks if everything is going to be different after this and what if he doesn't come back. Katara interrupts. Oh, he interrupts Katara trying to comfort him with the sweetest kiss you've ever seen on TV. And she blushes, bold, and I'm crying. (laughs) (laughs) And then he takes off on his glider like a badass. Literally, he just kisses her and is like, okay, bye, battle time. Okay, bye, like, time to fight. I'm like, <laughs> little soldier boy. Angtara, man. It's Love happening. It. We're shipping Angtara. I was really like, I had some PTSD from the last time they kissed where I was like, is Aang just going to wake up again? Oh, like, boy. it's just going to be a joke, but you no. need to fucking. It was real. <sighs> okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, Sokka comes back up to get Katara, and she boards Appa so that the team can go under again, forming the same air bubble that we saw him with before. So I'm not sure if, like, Aang did it the first time and then she did it the second time, or, like, Aang airbended a bubble and then she waterbended a bubble. I was going to say, because I thought the only time that I saw a bubble on Aang was when Katara got on the second time. No, there was a really quick one. But she might have done that. I don't know. Yeah. It wasn't super clear. There's just a really quick shot of, like, Appa swimming with the submarines. And I was like, oh, cool. Sorry. I saw the bubble before, but I didn't see Katara do it No, the they just get in and, yeah. like, it's there. And I was like, oh, cool. Okay, Aang. And then she actually does it later. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, whatever. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, back to Zuko. He enters the room and we see a picture of him and May. He apologizes to her by looking at the picture, leaves a scroll on a bed, and leaves. That's where he apologizes to May. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Um, Aang is flying towards the Fire Nation and his stomach begins to growl. Thank goodness he has a snack compartment now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they begin to approach, uh, the boats begin to approach the gates underwater, <clears throat> but alarm bells begin to sound and they are shot at by harpoons. But these subs are like crazy agile, so whatever. Literally, I was like, harp- harpoons don't mean shit to it's these, wild. apparently. Uh, one does get hit and the swamp bender inside quickly freezes the hole shut, but they are pulled out of the water because it's like a, a harpoon thingy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Appa and Katara quickly fly up and she cuts the chain with water to free the ship, which is wild that they're using water to cut metal. I mean, and like, they've been doing that the whole time. I know, but one swipe now. Like That's, before it yeah. was like a whole thing to work sure. the water through it. And now she's just like. Oh, yeah. Katara's fucking powerful. Bruh. Bruh. Anywho. Uh, they launch torpedoes with water bending, which is also cool, and blow up the grates on the gates, gaining entry to the main city. We are given shots of the earthbenders and waterbenders in their gear preparing to surface. It has a very D-Day feel to it, and it's super unsettling. Like, seeing Toph go down the ladder with all the bigger dudes, I'm like... And, like, getting their armor and, like, standing there, like, hunkered down, waiting to get off the ship. You're like... Oh, man, like, shit's about to get fucked. Yeah. They're literally going into battle, like a big one. Oh, my God. Um, The ships rise from the water and release tanks made mobile by earthbenders, as well as a group of waterbenders or water tribe warriors running behind them and between the tanks to avoid the shots from the fucking firebenders. Uh, they also have a few trucks with extra rocks for throwing, which is hilarious, and I love it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Appa and Katara just... Oh, land just as the Fire Nation launches some of their their weird tanks, those weird flippy boys that we saw way earlier. Yeah. Um, they're, they are also carrying basins of water for the swamp and waterbenders, and the guy shows up after collecting some seaweed from the ocean in his giant seaweed monster thingy mm-hmm. that he's waterbending. Uh, and crushes some bitches, <laughs> is the note. <laughs> 
Sokka's group of warriors starts to run headfirst towards a group of stampeding fire lizard rhinos. Uh, and we are given our first big glimpse of Sokka's being a sword master badass that he's trained to be oh, yeah. as he climbs. Chance is calling me. Why? <laughs> anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. Carrying basins of water. Sokka's group of warriors. God. He climbs the horns of a lizard rhino as it's like running at him. And also, lizard rhino. Oh, my God. Yeah. Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I just I can't handle some of these animals sometimes. Um, but he like sl- splits the Fire Nation's guy's staff, like his little quarter staff in two, boots him off the lizard and then just plops his little butt in the saddle and is like, all right, let's go. Yep. OK. It's cool. beautiful. It's beautiful. I love it so much. Um, do do do. Uh, in bold, my note is, I forgot how fucking badass and ridiculous this got so quickly. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. This is still only like 10 minutes into the episode. Yup. Um, he yells at his dad to look out as he is attacked by multiple Fire Nation guys and takes them down no problem. Turns out Sokka's dad is also a badass. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his son just swings by and picks him up on his lizard rhino mm-hmm. that he's now acquired. And it's super, super cool little father-son moment. Yep. Uh, Sokka gets an idea to take out the battlements by flying past on Appa and dropping bombs and water in, freezing the water. They grab Katara, go do that. Uh, they then land and Hokado is like, you kids, go take out that one and I'll take out this one. Don't separate. Keep an eye on each other. And you're like, great, Hokado's on his own and he's going to get fucked. Awesome. Uh-huh. Um, so Katara and Sokka go in and a- just absolutely rock socks off the fucking battlement they go into. It's ridiculous. Uh, and then they run back to the battlement that their father went into, and he gets blasted by a firebender, but still takes the battlement out. But he gets fucked a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we go back to Zuko and see him kneeling in front of a painting of his mother, speaking to her about knowing that he has made some bad choices, but that today he would be setting things right. He gathers a sword, cloaks himself, and leaves. Zuko feels are insane over the next few episodes. Oh my god. I... And I know I sent a voice memo to you about this. I'm always like, how is the battle only two episodes? Like, what what happens after that? And then I'm like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. And every time I start the series, I'm like, man, I have to hate Zuko. Like, I hate this because I love Zuko so much. He's such a good boy. And I'm like, oh, it's okay. Like, he'll come around eventually. And I forget that it takes until the last half of the last book. I was going to say, it takes For him to so fully come long. around. But then the last couple episodes are like, Zuko, 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 Zuko. And you're like, yeah, I can't. Just punches you right in the fucking face. Whatever. So uh, we're back to the gang. They get Hokado to the ground and Katara begins to try and heal him. Uh, he says he needs to get back to the group to lead them and that everyone is counting on him. Sokka asks Katara if she can heal him any faster and uh, eventually just says that he'll take up leading the troops. Oh, he says he'll do it. And Katara misunderstands and thinks that he means to help heal. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'll lead the troops. Um, He points out that the eclipse is about to start and they need to move. Hakado says he's very proud of him. Katara says he's crazy, but that she's also proud of him as Sokka takes off on Appa. Fuck yeah. Back in the thick of it, Sokka starts to give directions like a badass to the tanks and people uh, down there and leads them in formation towards the palace. 
Mm-hmm. And I love they show a shot of like all the guys like doing their thing, all fighting and stuff. And when Sokka speaks, they all look at him. Everyone turns and they like, all listen to him. Attention. Everyone does what he says. And like they start making progress again. And it's yeah. fucking great. It's amazing that they just see Sokka like as a leader. Yeah. And it's cute because like he messed up this war speech and he was like, they don't see me as a leader. And it's like, yeah, they do. Oh, they totally do. Like your, your moment isn't there. It's here. It's yeah. now. It's perfect. Sokka! Sokka! Uh, that was some waves. <laughs> um, we come to see Aang perched on the top of the cliffs surrounding the inner part of the city. And Literally, everything looked so peaceful where Aang was, and I was like, "What, what the fuck? The actual fuck mm-hmm. is going on?" Uh, Aang finds that the inner city is completely deserted. He runs through, springs into the temple, announcing the Avatar is back to complete silence. <laughs> Uh, the tanks continue to climb towards the tower, pushing back firebenders. Uh, they run a cart of explosives into it, breaking a hole in the wall, which is amazing, mm-hmm. and just continue on forward. Uh, someone tells Sokka that they're on their way to victory. As we go back to Aang, who arrives in the Fire Lord's main chamber to find it empty and dark. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you're like, oh, no. Because every other time you've seen him, he's been engulfed in flames. Literally, in I made a joke about it last episode. Like, does he ever leave his fucking room? Yup. Turns, Turns out, out he, he does. does. <laughs> cool. So, yeah, that was the first episode. Yeah. It goes hard. Uh-huh. And it doesn't stop. No. Uh, did you have any extra notes? Other nah. than Angtara is life. <laughs> life. Yeah, it was so cute. I am really upset about something about this episode, but I can't say it till we're done these groups of episodes. So. Okay. That's fine, because you got more you're going to be upset about that you haven't seen in the seventh episode yet. <laughs> awesome. I literally just realized. I was like, oh, yeah, that's the important part. Okay. Uh, chapter 11, The Day of the Black Sun, part two, The Eclipse. The Eclipse. And you're like, wow, already? Fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. We literally start with a shot of the eclipse about to start. Uh, Firebenders and our boys are fighting back and forth. Sokka pours over a map behind a tank while Katara and Hokado enter in. The scene in general is just like crazy war, like nonsense right now. They've clearly made it further into the city, but like the battle is getting crazy. Mm -hmm. Katara brings in Hokado. Uh, Sokka tells them everything is actually going pretty smoothly so far, and they're ahead of schedule as Hokado, (laughs) which I love that they're ahead of schedule, uh, has, has... as Hokado mentions that Katara seems distracted, she notices Aang flying back towards them, and he tells the gang that the Fire Lord wasn't in the palace. No one was. Aang says the siege is useless and that they're probably on some remote island to be safe during the eclipse. Sokka disagrees and says his instincts tell him Ozai wouldn't have gone too far, but that he'd have a bunker or something nearby to hold up in during a siege or during the eclipse. Toph offers to find the bunker. Well, yeah, because Sokka's like, it's probably underground somewhere, so he's safe. And Toph's like, you're looking for something underground? You're looking for something underground? I'm your girl. Let's go. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sokka gives us a time mark of 10 minutes to the eclipse. So the timer is officially on. Mm -hmm. Katara mentions that because they knew that they were coming, this could be a trap as well, and they should spend their time getting everyone off the island instead. But Hokado reminds her that everyone that's there came there ready to sacrifice everything that they had for this fight. And that as long as there's still hope, they would still want to fight, which is probably true. Mm-hmm. Uh, they leave the decision up to Aang, who says that they need to try. They need to try. <clears throat> yeah. uh, flying up to the mountain, Katara, Aang, and no, Sokka, Aang, and Toph <laughs> search for the bunker, uh, which Toph seems to be able to find without much issue. 
She opens a hole into the underground, and the three set off looking for the bunker, sending Appa back to the group. Coming across a field of magma craters, Sokka says they need to be fast and careful before promptly being blasted by magma in the face. <laughs> and air bends the... Or air... Either air or fire bends. I'm pretty sure it's air bend. Mm-hmm. Um, and asks how that is careful. Sokka corrects himself, saying that they need to be fast, careful, and lucky before they all <laughs> just go running like madmen across the magma, only to eventually be met up by a straight-up river of lava. The gang air glide over it on Aang's glider, which is epic and also kind of scary. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, they find a huge metal dome. Toph bends the door open. No issue. Just kind of scrunch, scrunch here. Boof. Yep. In. Um, Sokka remarks that he's glad that they added her to the group. I love that. That's so cute. I'm like, I love that you're just like, you're handy. I like, I'm glad that we added you. Yeah. Uh, we return to the rest of the war group, making their way up the hills towards the inner city. So they're actually moving up towards the inner city now. Um, as the eclipse looms overhead, the firebenders begin to retreat to the inner city for safety. Bitches. At the same time, team, team Avatar announces that they are just minutes to the eclipse and they should be at the top of the mountain by the time it starts and be able to take the, t- the palace by the time it is over. Underground, Toph, Aang, and Sokka sprint past a whistling Fire Nation person. He's not a guard or anything. He's just a guy. Um, he immediately provides them directions to the Fire Lord's chambers as they go to attack him. And he continues on his way and just is like, okay, bye. Mm-hmm. Um... Sokka has this sick little, like, watch timer thing that he has also clearly made at some point because clocks don't exist in this world. Yeah. Um, so that's neat. And tells them that they're only 30 seconds away from the eclipse as they approach a large door with a fire emblem on it. It's crazy to me that it's able to get within, like, seconds timing. What are you, Sokka? Seriously. Craziness. <clears throat> uh, Aang takes a moment to catch his breath before declaring that he's ready to face the Fire Lord and knocks the door down. So, you're alive after all, says Azula as they enter. I had a hunch that you survived, but it doesn't matter. I've known about the invasion for months. Mm. I was like, I don't know if you remember that she randomly drops that. I'm pretty sure it's the only mention of it in these episodes, but she does mention that she's known about the invasion. So, you're just like, what? Why? Yeah. Uh, We shift to Zuko in front of a much smaller door, saying to himself, I'm ready to face you. Inside the door is a shocked Fire Lord Ozai who asks what he's doing here. Back outside, the eclipse begins, and the mechanic reminds all of Team Avatar to put their eclipse glasses on, which is also so dope. What the I know, fuck? I know. Uh, they look really weird with them on, but whatever. Yeah, but the fact that they thought about it is yeah. like, damn, damn. Good for you. Like, I don't... When they first said eclipse glasses, I was like, huh? And then like you see how blinded everyone is, and you're like, oh, oh right, eclipses. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, Ozai asks Zuko why he's here, where, uh, and Zuko says he, it, uh, Zuko says he is here to tell the truth. He begins to tell his father about how Azula took down the Avatar instead of him. Uh, Ozai's like, why would she lie to me? And Zuko's like, because he's alive. We didn't actually kill him. He's definitely still alive. Uh, Ozai freaks the fuck out and tells him to leave. Zuko says that he is done listening to him and his orders, and Ozai snaps, telling him that he will obey him or this breath of disobedience will be his last. Zuko draws his sword and says he's going to speak his mind, and Ozai will listen. We go back to... Fuck yes, Zuko. Yeah, this is a really epic moment for Zuko. This yeah. whole... Blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I love it so much, and mm-hmm. I'm so happy for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he works so hard. Um, we go back to the group being antagonized by Azula 
And eventually, uh, Toph tells her not to lie because she can tell that she's lying. And Azula says something like, I am a, a 500 pound hippo bear, blah, blah, blah. And Toph's just like, okay, so you are a good liar. Like, I can't tell you're lying. Fine. Whatever. Wow. Uh, Toph then encases her in rock, which she immediately breaks free from, telling them that when she left Bossing Say, she brought Dai Li agents with her. And they make a wall to close off the group from Azula. Great. Mm-hmm. Back outside, Team Avatar is cresting the mountain for the inner city. Um, they say they need to secure the palace before the eclipse is over. Running into a group of firebenders in the street, they tell them to surrender and, or, and they won't harm them. The Fire Nation people are like, we will never surrender and try to firebend at them, realizing that the eclipse is now happening. And they just let out a little smoke and immediately surrender. They're just like, oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Whoops. Which is super funny and very Fire Nation. Yep. Back to Zuko and his father. Uh, Zuko tell his, tells his father that all he ever wanted was to be loved and accepted by his father, who abandoned him just for talking out of turn and challenged a 13-year-old boy to an Agni Kai, which is really fucked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says that all he thought he wanted his honor, but what he really wanted was his father's love. Ozai responds, saying it was to teach him respect, and Zuko tells him that it was cruel and wrong. Ozai says that Zuko has learned nothing, and Zuko says that he has learned everything, and he had to learn it all on his own. He talks about the image that the Fire Nation puts out being insane, and what a lie that they've told themselves, saying that the war was their way of spreading prosperity. Uh, that if they don't want the world to destroy itself, they need to replace this era with one of peace and kindness. Fuck yes. Is the dopest little speech that he gives, and you're just like, I'm sorry, is this Aang speaking? Like, And I also, like, I understand to a point where it came from but like thinking about Zuko even in the last episode I'm mm-hmm. like what kind of brought you to this realization like I think the the Roku that's fair the yeah finding out about his two grandfathers yeah. really fucked him up fucked him up um and yeah just knowing that like he's the only one that can go against his father really because that's Zula's not going to yeah um do, do, do. Ozai laughs his ass off at his son and says that Iroh has gotten to him. And you're like, fuck yeah, he has. And literally Zuko's like, yeah. Well, <laughs> it will in a second. Sorry. Uh, it's okay. This is just crazy, this episode. Uh, back to Team Avatar. They bust through the rock wall and start to fight with the Dai Li agents. I really can't explain this. It's a lot of really sick earth bending. Uh-huh. A lot of the fights are like that. Uh, Azula makes a very good game of avoiding Aang's attacks and making him chase her. Aang says that he can't pin her down as the group runs after her because she's too quick and Toph dips off to the side. Azula leads them out of the room and down a hall as Toph tries to come crashing through the wall to get her but only ends up pinning one of the Dai Li agents. They all take off after her and eventually Sokka stops them, remarking that she's just wasting the timer on the eclipse and that she's not even trying to win the fight, just waste time. Mm -hmm. Sokka convinces Toph and Aang to leave her there. But as I try to leave, she calls out that it's a trap, like going to see her father is a trap, and Sokka waves her off. She then calls him specifically by name and says that her favorite prisoner was convinced that he was going to come rescue her and that she wouldn't stop talking about him. This makes Sokka run at her and uh, Toph pins her hand to the wall and Sokka demands to know where Suki is. 
So two <sighs> notes on that. First of all, Sokka like openly is sobbing. Yeah. As he does this. He's like, where is like, Suki? Like he trips. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it's because like Azula's like, oh, like she wouldn't stop talking about you. And, and then she eventually gave she, up. Yeah. Because she says he, uh, she eventually gave up on you. Mm-hmm. And he like, that's when he just snaps. And he's like, where is Suki? Because the whole time you're like, who is the prisoner? Because she's just like yeah. my favorite prisoner. Yeah. And then he's like, where is Suki? And you're yeah. like, no, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, and. And Sokka would have gone earlier if he could mm-hmm. have. He's just been just really busy. A lot of shit going on. Been really busy. Second note was Toph pinned Azula's hand to the wall because she had a blade that she was. Oh, yeah. She was ready to like fucking stab Sokka. He like and, runs at her and she's like, come get it or something and like yeah. pulls out a blade. So Toph pins her and hand Toph to the wall. And Toph hears her pull out the blade. And I'm like, Toph, you fucking amaze me every single episode. She's so dope. <sighs> anyway. How did they get by without her? Don't know. Um, back to Ozai and Zuko. Zuko says that after he leaves, he is going to free Iroh and beg for his forgiveness. Oh, yeah. That's when he's like, yes, he has gotten to me. And when I leave here, I'm going to free him and beg for his forgiveness. And that he is going to join the Avatar and help him defeat his father. Ozai tries to convince Zuko to come at him now. But Zuko recognizes that taking down the Fire Lord is the Avatar's destiny, not his. Which is also something very interesting. A lot of growth. Because you definitely think that he's just going to, like, go ape shit and, like, go at his dad. Because he has his knives drawn at this point. Yeah. And he's just like, no, like, I recognize that defeating you is the Avatar's destiny, not and, mine. And, like, he has super a lot of reason to just want to wanna fuck just his dad fuck up. fuck his dad up. But, but he's just like, listen, my revenge is going to be joining him mm-hmm. and letting him do this. And I'm like, girl. Girl. Yeah. Because at this point, he recognizes that the Avatar needs to learn firebending. Mm-hmm. Um, do, 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 do. he goes to leave and Ozai starts to chirp at Zuko telling him that he's a coward for only facing him during the eclipse and that if he was a real man he would stay until the sun came back he then taunts Zuko saying don't you want to know what happened to your mother and then in bold I wrote god this family has a very particular penchant for pushing people's buttons when they're trying to leave yep. because Azula and Ozai just did the exact same thing Mm-hmm. as someone was trying to leave a confrontation with them and you i was bet. like how gaslighty holy yep. shit this fucking leaves so fucked and as soon as he was like don't you want to know what happened to your mother i remember the conversation that me and you happened i was like so like what actually happened is she alive is she dead they haven't told you yet nope uh zuko stops at the door before uh before leaving and turns back zuko asks what happened Ozai explains that Azulon commanded him to do the unthinkable to his own son, and he was 100% going to do it, but his mother found out and swore that she would protect Zuko at all costs. She knew Ozai wanted the throne and proposed a plan. We jump back to Azula and them for a moment. Uh, Sokka continues to yell at Azula, demanding to know where Suki is. There's this really cool shot where she's, like, looking at him all slyly, and then it immediately flips back to Ozai. So, like, right after I made that connection it was like yeah dude we're we're digging for it that's mm-hmm. what we're going for and i was yep. like fuck i don't want to be on this train anymore yep um we're given a bit of a mirror image between azula and ozai as he continues to explain that his mother did horrible treacherous treasonous things that night and for that she was banished so he doesn't explain what happened but we can put it together we can put it together uh, Zuko immediately clings to the idea that she could be alive still, while Ozai uh, laments that he now realizes banishment is too merciful of a penalty for treason and that Zuko's penalty would be far steeper. 
Then he lightning bends at Zuko and Zuko redirects the back at him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Zuko is gone after mm-hmm. he blows up his little dais thing, his little mini dais that he's sitting on yeah. that's not on fire. And can we just remember when Iroh introduced lightning bending to him and uh-huh. Zuko like really did not fucking Could not get it. do it. And like they... I don't think anyone's mentioned so far that Ozai can lightning bend because I'm pretty sure Iroh says like he refused to teach Ozai lightning bending, but Azula can do it. Mm-hmm. So yep. who knows? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just think it's so cool that Zuko lightning bends it back at him and then it turns into fire as it goes mm-hmm. and explodes and then he leaves. Yeah. So I also like that he he doesn't really attack his dad. He just deflects it back and leaves. Yeah. <sighs> we go back to Azula and she goes, oh, sounds like the firebending is back on. Uh, and <laughs> cheerfully incites that as she tries to blast Sokka in the face with a lightning ball, which is wild. Uh-huh. Also, yeah, when they bend at each other, my brain doesn't really make the connection that that means that the eclipse is gone again. Same. And then Azula's like, oh, sounds like it's back on. Do-do-do. And you're like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Fuck no. Um... She immediately gives him the directions to fire Lord Ozai's chamber and says he'd be more than happy to see them now and runs off. Well, we don't want to now. <laughs> the group is saddened and feel that it's too late now to do anything. Aang tells them that it's not too late, that the eclipse may be over, but he can still fight fire Lord Ozai. Sokka says he doesn't think it's a good idea and that they should return back to the rest of the group to see what everyone wants to do, basically. Mm-hmm. Um... Back outside, the eclipse is over and nobody really knows what to do. Suddenly, fire airships and even bigger fire airships. So the ones that they stole from the mechanist, they have since used to make like giant warships, basically. Like they're insanely, insanely huge. Mm-hmm. Um, the gang all meet up again and Sokka tells everyone that they need to make it to the beach as fast as possible to get back to the subs if they're going to make it off the island. Aang says that the Fire Nation may have air power, but so does he, and he goes off to slow them down and give them more time to escape. Appa and Katara follow close behind, while Sokka leads the rest of the forces back to the subs. Katara, Aang, and Appa proceed to be badasses, basically, uh, but Katara mentions eventually that they can't keep them all back after taking a few ships down, and they decide to rejoin the others. Zuko returns to the prison and run past a cowering guard at the front of the prison for some reason he's just on the ground like cowers as zuko runs by and zuko pays him no mind mm-hmm. uh he runs up the stairs past other fucked up guards mm-hmm. uh, and it seems that iroh has already escaped on his own mm-hmm. in in bold yeah because iroh's a beefcake now right like the bars are like ripped apart or i guess maybe melted apart like he probably blasted that's fair. them open yeah. there's a guard in there that's all like fucked up and whatever yeah and i love how the guards haven't like like it's not an empty prison now they're there but they're too fucked up too to fucked move. up to even do anything or react to what happened yeah uh zuko asked the guard what happened and he said iroh was basically like a one-man army and got out of there by himself ha ha the only part of that that makes me sad is that zuko doesn't get the moment with uncle iroh to be like this is what i just did please help like me on this journey it's okay because he gets to do more now before he sees him i know hopefully hopefully uh back to the group Sokka warns that they're about to be bombed and to find cover toph makes some cover but things get a little rocky for a bit no pun intended (laughs) uh the ships continue past them instead of turning around and ang realizes that they're on their way to destroy the subs instead of attacking them so they cannot leave 
The crew debate over what to do next, and Hakoda tells them that the kids need to leave on Appa together and find safety and leave everyone else there. They decide that the young people will also go with them, and the adults will stay and surrender. During this brief conversation, the Fire Nation airships have already made it to the beach. Uh, the Swamp Men begin to try and fight off the ships and the bombs, but the Seaweed Man ends up exploding, and the subs are destroyed. The kids all load up onto Appa as everyone says their goodbyes. Aang gives a speech to everyone, thanking them for being so brave and strong, and says he'll make it up to them as they fly off on Appa, leaving the adults behind on the Fire Nation island. So sad. So sad. Like, so sad. Especially Katara and Sokka having to leave their dad again. (laughs) Azula sees them leave and says not to chase them because they're too fast, but that they'll be back, obviously. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Aang says that they're going to go to the Western Air Temple and we're shown a quick shot of Zuko following behind before the episode ends. Yeah. And so let me just say when they say the Western Air Temple, I was like, cool, the Air Temple. And then we get there and I'm like, this isn't the we one haven't we've been, been to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's that. Yeah. They lose and it sucks. Super sucks. Yeah. But like. I will say that Aang took it in real, like, grace. Yeah, Like, he, he didn't did. freak out like a kid and whatever. He was like, this is exactly what needed to happen. And now we have, like, we're going to go on. Like, at least, you know, we haven't lost everyone. It's yeah. not the worst thing that could have happened. Yeah. Et cetera. All right. Chapter 12, the Western Air Temple. The gang are traveling together, walking, looking sad. Katara and Sokka complain that it's embarrassing. While Katara says that it's embarrassing, Sokka says, what, to get spanked so hard by the Fire Nation or to have to walk all the way to the Air Temple? (laughs) Aang apologizes and says that Appa gets tired carrying all these people and all that armor. I'm just saying, armor's fucking heavy. Is he still wearing the armor at this yeah, point? Yeah, that's oh, why I shit. put the note. I was like, and the armor, guys. So like, true. I actually, um, I don't know when he takes it off. He definitely does it at some point. I guess he probably takes it off when they get to the air temple. Probably, yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, they just don't make it a thing. Yeah. But yeah, he's definitely still wearing it at this point. Um, They wonder how the rest of the people are doing that they left behind. Toph finally says that they have arrived and that she can feel it. The temple... Uh, everyone is super confused because they can't see anything, but turns out the Western Air Temple are, like, upside down and underneath the cliffs, which is super fucking cool. It's amazing. It's so dope. Yeah. Like, ugh, I want to go there so bad. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Zuko also shows up at the Air Temple as he's followed them and has a flashbacks to when he was very first banished and shows that this is where he was with Uncle Iroh when he was first banished. I think they very briefly mention it at some point that they hit out at the Air Temple or that they visited all the Air Temples or whatever. Mm -hmm. Very quickly mentioned earlier on. But this is the first time I think we actually, like, see it. And, like, Zuko has, like, a patch on his eye because the wound is still that fresh. And he has his fucking ponytail. Oh, I hate it. I hate it so much. And, like, that angry talk. Yeah. Um, And I love, like... Sorry, I don't know if it happens yet. Does it go to a flashback of him and... That's what it's in right now. Okay. The first one. So, yeah. So, he does the flashback. And then after you literally see his face, like, remembering himself at that point, being like, oh, Yeah, he's just like, like I'm the worst. Gross. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. It's just like looking back on your cringy, like, preteen years. And you're just like, why? Literally. Like, why do you suck? Um. So, yeah. In the flashback, Uncle Iroh and Zuko are talking about the search for the Avatar. And Zuko is determined to find him, as he was earlier on in the series. 
Iroh urges him to take time to rest, and that as it's only been a week since his Agni Kai, so it's literally been less than seven days since his dad blasted his fucking face off. Mm-hmm. Um, current day Zuko is very bothered by these thoughts as he sees Appa fly over. When they land, the wheelchair kid, I can't remember his name, mm-hmm. remarks that this temple is way different from the Northern Air Temple and goes off with the other kids to look at things in the temple which i also love that these episodes do a very good job of being like yeah these people are here but they're they're doing other shit i'm not gonna sit here and animate these fucks and pretend that they fucking matter no they're here they're safe it's whatever yeah um and goes to go with them but katara holds him back when he asks why he isn't allowed to go katara says that they kind of need to discuss what they're going to do next and since he's the avatar he should probably be there for it he's like fine fine The gang start to discuss what the new plan, that the new plan is basically the old plan, master all four elements before the comet comes. Aang says, great, that's not possible because I don't have a firebending teacher, and runs off at the first second uh, he can while everyone else wonders how to find a firebending teacher. Yep. I also love that they said it so plainly because I remember, like, before the eclipse or whatever, I literally said, I'm like, he still doesn't know the firebending element. Like, yeah, cool, the eclipse is going to help, but, like... If you don't know how to firebend really well, like, what the fuck? Yeah. And also, yeah, throw it back to, I'm pretty sure, the last episode where they first mentioned that the eclipse is only eight minutes and someone's like, you don't need to firebend. Firebending will be off. And you were like, I feel like it's still going to be important. Literally. What do you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's still important. Uh, we see Zuko practicing, introducing himself to the group, and it's super embarrassing. He is laughed at by a frog repeatedly. <laughs> uh, he talks to himself about wanting to teach Aang airbending and starts to wonder about what Iroh... Oh, <laughs> teach Aang firebending and starts to wonder about what Iroh and Azula would do in the situation and starts to imitate them. So it's equally embarrassing. <laughs> hey, his Iroh one's pretty good. The Iroh's good. The Azula's fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> but like what he says is pretty spot on, but the way he says it is like, oh, that's creepy. Yeah. Um, Aang is on a fly through the temple and the group is like awkwardly following him on Appa, trying to convince him that he needs to learn firebending. Aang seems pretty determined to blow them off. Uh, Toph informs them that someone is there. And Zuko walks up and he's just like, hello, Zuko here. And they're like, what? Uh, the gang is immediately on guard and Appa yells at him, but then licks him. And it's nice. Yeah. Uh, Aang sees this uh, reaction in Appa and seems surprised by it. Zuko says, you must be surprised to see me here. And Toph says, not really, since you followed us all over the world. And he's like all right, fair. Yeah. <laughs> you got a point. Uh, Zuko tries to tell them that he is good and wants to join them and teach firebending to Aang and the group freaks out. Mm-hmm. He tries to defend himself and tells them about setting uh, Appa free in Bossing Say. Um, basically, this whole conversation is him trying to convince them that he's better. He ends up revealing that he sent Combustion Man after <laughs> them, which they didn't know about. And fucking Sock is like, you sent Combustion Man after us? And he's like, well, that's not his name. But yeah, yeah, like, yeah that was me. But I love how it's a great name because he still knew who it was. Yeah, I, like he knows exactly who he's talking about. Yeah. Um, through this whole time, the gang is basically arguing with Zuko about how the bad things that he's done outweighs his ability to want to be good. In bold, I put Aang has completely forgotten the lesson that Roku literally just taught him well, out the window. And I want to say not completely because you can see Aang struggling with, I, yeah. should I? I don't know. And then I think his big deciding factor is he can see the rest of the group is like, nah. Mm-hmm. So he's like, you know what? I can't go against my friends. 
I can just see the boys going off in Discord. And the <laughs> last message I saw was, I, I hate D&D Beyond for this specific reason. And I was like, why you gotta hate? <laughs> Whatever. Um, Zuko points out that Aang hasn't said anything much during this conversation. And that he said once that he thought they could be friends. And that like Zuko himself knows that he has good in him. And that he thinks Aang sees that as well. Aang says that he cannot trust him after everything that he's done. And they say that if he doesn't leave, they will attack. Zuko pleads with them a few times and eventually even kneels and offers himself as a prisoner. Katara pushes him away with water and tells him to leave and never come back here. And that if he did, well, you better not. (laughs) So I actually, when Katara threw the water at him, I started to cry a little bit. It was so rough. Because Zuko literally looked like a puppy dog, Mm -hmm. like just wanting, just please, please take me. He just like kicked to the side, literally a kick little puppy is what he looked like. So I like started to cry a little bit and then Katara's like, if you come back, we'll just don't. And I started (laughs) laughing. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. And then Zuko walks away can't with them yeah just don't uh back at his camp zuko laments to himself about how poorly he handled the interaction and the fucking frog continues to mock him Mm -hmm. uh the gang discuss why he he was like why why did i tell them about the assassin why didn't i just say it was azula that was so stupid they they would have believed me and the frog's just like and he's like shut up Uh, and like, yeah, he's got a point. Why did he? And I'm pretty sure at that point he just kind of rambles and he's like, I know I did this and this and this. And they're like, wait a minute, you did that? And he's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> uh, the gang discuss why he might try and fool them, basically, like why they think he's trying to get in with them. Which is fair. Yeah. His motives are a pretty, like reasonable thing to be worried about for two and a half books now he's done nothing but hunt them down hunt them down and i i forget that this is the first time that they've really like met and talked yeah like this isn't a thing that normally well, happens except for guitar yeah well yeah <laughs> um ang admits to the group that zuko rescued him that one time and uh katara and Sokka convince ang that he was doing it for his own personal gain kind of leading back to the he might do good things but what are his motives behind it kind of conversation mm-hmm um they wonder what he meant about setting Appa free and decide he was probably lying Sokka says or sorry Toph confirms that he's not lying and Sokka says oh good in a lifetime of evil at least he didn't add animal cruelty to the list (laughs) Toph says that um because of his family he could have turned out worse and that all she's saying is that the entire time that he was talking there he was sincere and that they might be letting their feelings shade their decisions the group gets mad at Toph for defending him, and Toph points out that Aang needs a firebending teacher regardless of anything else that's going on. He needs to learn firebending. Aang confirms that he doesn't care, and he doesn't want Zuko as his firebending teacher, and Toph wonders aloud if she's the one that's actually blind. <laughs> LOL. Yep. Uh, Toph sneaks up to Zuko's camp and surprises him, and he ends up throwing fire at her, and she blocks the fire from hitting her with a rock but the fire kind of creeps around and it ends up burning her feet because she steps back she freaks out they kind of go back and forth for a couple minutes and she runs away and zuko is so sad about being so bad at being good I know. he just like lies in the grass and he's like why am i so bad at being good yeah he's just like oh buddy so funny you poor thing yep Oi. <laughs> what <Wow>. the fuck <laughs> Those hostile fucking gangsters up in here. <laughs> We're all through. 
Um, da, da, da. The next morning, the group wonders where Toph may have been. She eventually falls out of a pit she carved in the cave because she couldn't see and it was difficult for her to get back, Aww. which makes me so sad. I she know. was just wandering around all night trying to figure out how to get home. <laughs> Um, she tells them that her feet got burned because she went to see Zuko. The gang agrees that they have to go after Zuko to, like, put him down, question mark, question mark. And then in my note was, gosh, if only you had accepted him as a prisoner. And then they make a plan to, like, go ask him to come back as prisoner, but then actually make him the prisoner. And Sokka thinks he's the smartest man ever because of it. <laughs> um, I will, oh, like, also, like, Top to- suggests that thing, too. So there. I will also like to note that Toph is still like, you know, I got burned, but like it wasn't like, you know, it's not like Zuko like attacked me. Yeah, they're like, he burned you. And she's like, well, I kind of snuck up on his camp. Like, I think it was an accident, but like, yeah. Yeah. They're like, but he still burned you, right? And she's like, yeah, if you want to break it down to that. Yes, he did. Mm -hmm. Gosh. Um, The gang continues to kind of talk back and forth amongst themselves about it. Uh, Katara says it'll take a little while for her feet to heal. Uh, she puts her feet in like a little thing of water. She's like, ah, oh, that feels so nice. Is this what it's like to like not be able to see with your feet? Cause it stinks. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay. Um, and then combustion man reappears. Did you forget he was still alive? Cause nope. he is. Sorry. Your little note about, um, not seeing, sorry. Toph's little thing about not seeing with her feet. That reminded me of something that made me laugh in the beginning when they get there and Toph's like, oh, this stuff's beautiful, whatever. And they don't see anything. And Katara's like, uh, I think your feet need new eyes. Yeah. Because <laughs> nothing's here. Nothing's here. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Combustion Man. Combustion Man reappears. Yes. Uh, and he's just like on a cliff about to absolutely smoke Aang and the gang. And like you see kind of through his eyes and you see like the images kind of focus together, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and Zuko turns up and hits him just as he lands up his shot at Aang and he ends up missing him. Uh, Zuko orders him to stop, but the man continues to attack and then he turns on Zuko. Mm -hmm. Zuko keeps trying to convince him. He's like, I'm not going to pay you if you keep doing this. Okay, I'll pay you double if you don't, like, blah, blah, blah. Well, and I think that's kind of fucked up that this, like, Zuko hired this guy, and he's like, yo, order's done, stop. And this guy's like, eh, I still want to kill these kids. I feel like at this point, he's like, this is personal. Right? <laughs> like, they're children. Like, this is so fucked up. Craziness. Um, So he turns on Zuko. The gang ends up getting trapped behind a corner by the blasty blasts, and <laughs> they aren't able to bend at him or anything without getting blasted. Sokka is a genius gets his boomerang out measures <laughs> measures the angle that the shots are coming from so he can't even actually see the guy he just sees the angle that the shots are coming from prays to god throws his boomerang out and it just just beautifully goes around and smacks combustion man right in the fucking face ask me how happy i was that the boomerang came back it was the best thing ever i forgot because he loses it like a yeah. while ago and i forgot that he got it back because he Me hasn't too. used it since then mm-hmm. but i think it was just because he was all sad about being a fighter and whatever and now yeah. he has a sword so yeah he doesn't need the boomerang but yeah he brings the boomerang back and i love it mm-hmm. um straight in the face but he gets back up literally they're like fuck yeah and then two seconds later he gets back up and they're all like fuck literally when they're like shit i was like were you expecting a boomerang to the head to like instantly kill him like yeah. what did you expect <laughs> to be fair i did feel like he should have been down like a little bit longer a little longer but whatever yeah uh when he tries to take his shot again it shows the perspective from his view and he can't focus his vision and it misfires literally blowing him up Mm -hmm. 
They've been going back and forth for a while. Have they? <laughs> That's the first time I've heard it. <laughs> at first, he wasn't even meowing at him. New and meow, and he'd go, no. I have no idea what they were talking about. But <laughs> Oh, my God. I love it. Yep. Um, yeah, so he blows himself up. Uh, it doesn't actually confirm if, like, he dies. It just shows his arm was blasted off and yeah. the thing that he was on falls. Um, the gang gets Zuko and thanks him, thanks Zuko for helping them. And Zuko is able to talk straight to them about choosing to do what's right and wanting to do what he can to end the war and help the Avatar restore balance to the world. He recognizes that as a firebender, he knows he needs to work on himself to control his fire better so that he doesn't hurt those around him. As Aang hears him say this, he recognizes that he thinks Zuko was meant to be his teacher because he understands that he needs to work to not hurt the people he cares about, which is a super awesome little moment between them. And I love it because they both realize that they need to learn something for different reasons. Mm -hmm. And it's the best. Yep. (laughs) Um... He then asks the re- oh uh, Zuko gets all excited and he's like yeah glad to be part of the team and Aang's like whoa, whoa, whoa hold up I need to ask the rest of the people how they feel about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toph and Sokka are pretty hesitant but also sort of kind of don't care. Katara is very clearly barely tolerant yep. of the arrangement but allows it. I Zuko- feel like the only reason Katara said yes was because she knows that Aang needs to learn firebending. Yep, I'm pretty sure she says that she's like you need a firebending teacher and I can't say no to that. So. Yeah. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, Zuko gets super enthusiastic and the gang immediately turns and leaves him. I know. And it's like happy and sad at the same time because they're just like, okay, we're going to go back to doing our shit now. Like, yeah. fuck. And he's just like, cool, I'm part of the team. Yeah. Uh, Sokka shows him to his room in the air temple and it's super awkward. Mm-hmm. Zuko unpacks a picture of Iroh and has another flashback. I wanted to cry. Again. I was like, you have a picture of Iroh. <laughs> um, in the flashback, Iroh tells him that destiny. Oh, he's going off about how finding the avatars is destiny. And Iroh tells him that destiny is a funny thing and that he needs to keep an open heart and mind in order to find his own path to destiny someday. Or create his own path to destiny. Uh, Katara lingers in his door and gives him a very stern warning that she will fuck him right the fuck up Mm -hmm. if he fucks with Aang. (laughs) Specifically saying, if I think you are stepping one foot out of line, uh, you you won't need to worry about your destiny. I will make sure your destiny ends right then and there permanently. And then she leaves. And you're like, fuck. Katara, damn. Yup. But then you remember that, like, they kiss and, like, she's all... Well, that and, like, she brings it up in the next episode. Oh, true, true, true. There's a history between her and Zuko where she's very personally attacked by him. Yep. So I get it. (sighs) Chapter 13, The Firebending Masters. Oh, my God. This is such a good episode. I got shivers just thinking about it. Okay. The rest of these episodes are such good episodes. Yeah, I love them. All of them. And, like, literally that happens and I'm like, okay, he's with them. But, like, what what are the rest of the episodes? And it's literally all these little field trips and I fucking love it so much. Yep. So the firebending masters, uh, we start with Zuko teaching Aang that firebending is not something to fear, but respect. Uh, he's a little aggressive when he's coaching Aang, but still trying to be nice. Mm-hmm. Aang is unable to produce any fire and ask for a demonstration. Zuko is also unable to make any fire and gets very upset about it. Aang says he thought it was nice. 
Uh, Aang also is like, maybe it's the altitude question mark. Like, he's so cute about it. So they go a bit lower, and he tries again, and he's like, God, why is this happening? He's like, I thought it was nice. And Zuko's like, that's not the point. Yeah. (laughs) And it's so funny, because Aang is trying so hard to be encouraging. And it's a cute little mirror of, like, everyone else to him when he was learning, like, waterbending and stuff. Yeah. To now this, which is weird, because Zuko knows firebending, but whatever. Yeah. Um, Zuko gets super frustrated. Oh, and says it might be the altitude. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Um... Zuko continues to be unable to firebend and starts to get testy with Aang, who is taken to calling him Sifu Hotman, which I love. <laughs> he's like, You'll, it'll, it'll be fine, Sifu Hotman. And he's like, stop calling me that. <laughs> um, Sokka joins them and makes a joke about jerk bending and thinks he's the funniest thing ever. And Zuko is very sad. Uh, that night Zuko tells the gang that he's lost his stuff and Katara laughs bitterly at the irony of him losing his stuff now rather than like a year ago when he was chasing them and how much easier it would have been for them mm-hmm. and he's just like uh-huh. uh huh Zuko suspects it is because he has changed sides which sounds really silly except that Aang suggests he might actually be right uh, his firebending might come from rage and he's not feeling that same rage anymore which I was like true insightful uh, Sokka starts to try and annoy him to provoke him into bending. Zuko says he doesn't want to use anger all the time, though. He wants to learn how to fire bend properly without it, which is also very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Toph suggests that he take it back to the root of fire bending. that Zuko needs to go back to whatever the original source of firebending was. She tells the story of how earthbending <laughs> comes from the badger moles and how one day when she was little, she hid in a cave <laughs> and befriended some blind boys and they taught her earthbending because for them it wasn't about fighting it was just their way of interacting with the world mm-hmm. which is very sweet yep um ang says that he were ang says that he was taught that the original airbenders were sky bison and asked appa if he can give him a lesson sometimes to which appa happily growls back at Aww. it's super super cute zuko says that doesn't help him because the original firebenders were dragons and they're extinct Aang asks him what he means. His grandfather had a dragon and there was tons around when he was a kid. Zuko yells that there just aren't any more, but maybe there's another way. <laughs> Seems very weird. It's a very odd interaction. Yeah. Uh, he mentioned that the first people to learn from the dragons were the sun warriors. They died off thousands of years ago, but their civilization wasn't far from there, which is super convenient. <laughs> uh, Aang says sometimes the shadows of the past can be felt by the present and that by just going there, they may be able to learn more about firebending. And they discuss going there. Uh, Zuko is mad. Oh, they start to fly there. Zuko is mad and says that he thought Appa would be faster, to which uh, Aang says, oh, Appa growls, and Aang's like, you're right, Appa. Normally, we start out our outings with a much more upbeat attitude, and Zuko's like, that's stupid, and he's like, you'll get the hang of it, and it's just super funny. Yeah. Um, they arrive at some sick-ass ruins, Mm -hmm. and Zuko mentions that there's a strange familiarity about the buildings there, and he feels that the architecture from the Fire Nation may have been based on this. And Aang's like, cool, we learned about architecture. How about firebending? Mm -hmm. Aang finds a booby trap and just barely saves himself with some airbending. Zuko suggests that people don't leave traps if if they don't have something worth protecting. Uh, they then find a weird giant mural of two dragons roasting some dude, it looks like. Uh, Aang mentions that he thought dragons were friends with the Sun Warriors, and uh, Zuko comments that they have a funny way of showing it. Motifs. Oh. Thank you. Noise. Did you put it back in the oven? Oh! You had it. I did, and then my hands gave out. Oh. 
all good. Thank you, Chance. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to lick the floor now, buddy. That's fine. Yeah. Um, Zuko comments that they have a funny way of showing it. Uh, Aang then accuses Zuko of knowing something happened to the dragons in the last hundred years and demands to know what it was. Uh, he says, my great-grandfather Sozin happened. Turns out, hunting dragons became sort of a sport for firebenders. The last dragon was apparently slain specifically by Iroh, and he says that uh, Iroh, or sorry, Aang, says, I thought your uncle was, I don't know, good? And Zuko says, uh, he has a very complicated past, and then remarks, family tradition, I guess. And you're like, <laughs> Can we just, like, also acknowledge that, like, how fucked up is it that they were hunting dragons probably just because they were better at firebending than them. Literally, that's what it was, was to prove that your firebending was good enough. And if you were able to kill a dragon, then you were given the title of dragon. So that's why Iroh is known as the Dragon of the West. And see, I didn't really make that connection before. Mm-hmm. I well, just thought... You just think it's like a title or whatever. Literally, I thought it was just because, yeah, his firebending was so sick that it was like a dragon. But now I know it's because he slayed one. And I'm like, oh... Um, they find a hella locked door, hella locked door, hella locked door, just by a sun celestial calendar. And they determine that the door will only open when the light hits a stone on the door during the solstice in a very specific way. And is like, fuck this goddamn solstice. <laughs> and Zuko's like, yeah, same. And uses his knife to reflect the light onto the stone and open the door because apparently nobody had thought of that. <laughs> Um. Oh, thanks. I was like, "What shit?" Thank you. Sick. Um. But a bum bum. <laughs> Ang says the first, and oh my god, I don't know if this is where this joke originates from, but Ang is like. I don't care what anyone else says about you. You're pretty smart. And I was like, is this where the I don't care what anyone else says about you joke came from? Because, oh. oh, my God. I don't know. I don't know if, like, it came from somewhere else. Like, I don't... It's hard to find the origin of jokes like that, but, it's like... It's very true, yeah. That's so funny. And the show's pretty old, so, like... That's fair. Yeah, I was like, that's funny. I literally love how Zuko's like, oh, he thinks that's fine. Wait, Wait a minute. What, <laughs> what does everyone say? else say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, the perfect reaction to it. Yeah. Uh, they enter to find some creepy statues in weird dance positions. <laughs> Uh, Aang notes that there is a plaque on the back of it and it says that this is called the Dancing Dragon. Standing behind one of the statues, he stands in the same position that the statue is in and it presses on a stone tile in the floor beneath him. He calls Zuko and says, come dance with me. (laughs) And they both follow the steps on opposite sides of the circle, eventually realizing that doing the dance makes them step on stones in a very specific way to bring up a weird golden egg from the floor question mark question mark question mark Mm. that's what i thought it was and then they're like oh it's like a gem and i was like definitely looks like an egg but okay Mm -hmm. uh zuko picks it up and says it still feels alive and ang is like homie you shouldn't touch that there was booby traps have you never seen indiana jones (laughs) come on man uh immediately some freaky ass fly slime slime Starts Flying. pouring out of the, the little dais that the egg was on. It mm-hmm. uh, splashes Zuko up. Are you really going to try and jump up into that window right now? <laughs> All I saw was Newt, like, shoot up. You're trash. You're not going to make that, buddy. Mm-mm. Do you, I can't even, like, reach the chair to help you. Sorry. <laughs> Whatever. Um. So he gets stuck to the ceiling with the goo. 
Aang tries to airbend Zuko loose and it doesn't really work and he loses his glider in the slime. Uh, the room eventually fills with slime and pins them both to the grate, but the slime stops and they're just kind of stuck under the grate. Yep. <sighs> um, They're like, what do we do now? Well, like someone's got to come by. Nice. Except, yeah, now you got a face full of curtain. <laughs> He's so mad. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. You're like almost figuring it out, buddy. Your poor little silly brain. Oh, oh my god. So <laughs> uh, they're stuck there until the night and they end up kind of arguing about what to do next. Uh, Zuko suggests thinking about their place in the universe and as he does that, this crazy chief-looking guy shows up. Um... They release Zuko and Aang and accuse them of trying to steal their gem as they are licked off by anteaters, question mark, question mark. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Not sure. They have, like, tongues like anteaters. Uh, the locals try to say that they are trying to take the sunstone and that they are going to be punished. Zuko explains that they are there to learn firebending, but the locals are super suspicious of them. Aang pleads with them and tells them that he is the Avatar, and Zuko explains that he wants to learn the true way of firebending and that he didn't know that there was still a Sun Warrior Nation still alive. Uh, the local chief tells them that if they want to learn, they must learn from Ren and Shaw, and that they will examine them, read their hearts, souls, and ancestries, and if they are deemed to be worthy, they will teach them. If they are not, they will be destroyed on the spot. Literally, you're like, um. Uh, also, uh, when he mentions Ren and Shaw, uh, Aang seems surprised that there's two masters, which is interesting. He's like, oh, there's two? Okay. Yeah. Um, to go to the masters, they must bring a piece of the eternal flame. It is the first flame gifted to humans by dragons, and it has been maintained for centuries, which is super, super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Aang asks Zuko to carry his fire for him, uh, which he gets a solid no to. <laughs> I love that. Um, the chief warns them that while they carry the flame, they need to maintain it. Make it too small and you might lose it. Make it too large and you might lose control. Um, ba -ba -ba -ba. As Aang takes the small flame, he smiles and remarks that it feels like a little heartbeat. Which is super cute. Yeah. The chief tells him that fire is life, not just destruction. Basically. Which I've never heard of firebending before. Mm -hmm. Like, that's really cool. Um, also, they need to take their tiny flame boys to the top of a giant fucking mountain to the cave of the masters. So good luck. <laughs> Aang is moving slow at first, worried his flame is going to go out. Zuko tells him to go faster and he says he can't because he's worried about his fire. Zuko says that his flame is too small and to give it more juice, but Aang is worried about losing control. Zuko tells him that he won't and that he's a talented kid and that it's a pretty sweet moment between them. Mm -hmm. He's like, you're good. Like, you can do this. Yeah. They both make it to the cave uh, where the locals are already waiting, LOL. <laughs> they just already got there. Uh, they say that facing the masters will be very hard for the both of them. He looks at Zuko and says because he is a direct descendant of the people responsible for wiping out the dragons he will experience a hardship uh, meeting them. Aang mentions that he's the Avatar and that Zuko helping him should be better. And the chief reminds him that he disappeared for 100 years and also did nothing to stop the dragons from being killed. So they are both kind of a little bit responsible. Yeah. Aang says that they could turn back, but Zuko is determined to see it to the end. 
we get the theme song. We finally find out where the theme song comes from. I forget about it every fucking time. And every time it happens, it gives me chills and I start to cry because you've heard that theme song for so long. And turns out it's the chanting of the sun warriors to summon the fucking fire masters. And I think that is the coolest shit ever. Literally. I Everything like, matters. What the fuck? What is ha- And like it starts and you're like, am I on crack right now? Like Literally. did the episode just restart? And Seriously. No. Yeah, it's so cool. And I love that moment every single time it happens. Yeah. It's one of my favorite moments of the series. Uh, Zuko and Aang ascend these huge stairs, and there's a very obvious difference in the size of their flames. Presenting, they turn to either side of, uh, there's like two sides of a cave mouth. Uh, They turn to face either side, and the caves begin to shake. Aang's fire goes out because he gets shocked by what happened, and Aang tries to take some of Zuko's fire causing a little bit of an argument and it causes Zuko's flame to go out as well, which is super unnerving. And Suddenly like, Zuko in Zuko's defense, like dude, Aang, you should Aang. probably have your own flames. Just saying you shouldn't just steal Zuko's flames. And also like the, the chief was very specific that they have to take a flame from that place and bring it. Mm-hmm. And even Zuko's like, dude, just make a new one. And he's like, I can't like, I need some of yours, blah, blah. blah. And he's like, dude, no, like mm-hmm. what the fuck? Newton, you fucking jackass. Um, two dragons, mm-hmm. full-on dragons, emerge from the caves, and it is the coolest sequence of animation I've seen in a long time. It was really fucking sick. I can't even describe it to you, nope. but they, they circle around. Everyone's in shock and whatever. <clears throat> and after they come out, they just keep spinning around Aang and Zuko. And, like, literally, I remember having this thought during it. I'm like what's going to happen next? Mm-hmm. Like when's something going to happen? And Aang is like, ah, uh, and he turns to Zuko and he suggests that they dance with them. Mm-hmm. And Zuko's like, ah, uh, what? And he's like, I think they're waiting for us to do something. Why don't we do the move we learned earlier? Like that's a fire bending move. So they do the dragon dance and it looks super motherfucking cool on the dais. Uh, <sighs> the dragons land and, um, like look at Aang and Zuko directly in the face and then they spit crazy awesome magical colorful fire around Aang and Zuko and it like engulfs them and it's so fucking beautiful well like and at first you're like oh my god are they gonna get destroyed here mm-hmm. and then it just like engulfs them and it's all colorful and they're both like literally awestruck it, it shows Aang's eyes and his eyes like sparkle basically um, and like Zuko looks into the fire and I'm pretty sure he says like I understand or something mm-hmm. like he finally understands what it means to be a firebender which is so cool yep um and then it's fucking beautiful and it's over and the dragons just slip on back into the game literally yeah they just dip and I'm like that's that's it <laughs> uh as they descend the stairs Zuko says that the fire was the most beautiful thing he's ever seen and that he saw colors like he's never seen them before Zuko also comments that he can't believe that there's still dragons out there, and Iroh says, or sorry, Aang says that Iroh must have lied. The chief meets him at the bottom of the stairs and tells him that it wasn't really a lie. Iroh was the last outsider to face the masters, and they deemed him worthy, which is epic. He lied to protect them so that nobody else would hunt them. Good. Balls in fucking epic Iroh. I love him Literally, so much. Like I just said a few minutes ago, I was so sad to hear that Iroh actually right? killed the dragon. And, like, then, no. and then you find out that happened and you're like, there it is. I finally get to see it. Huh. That's what he's been doing? I guess so. Oh. Buddy. That was the dumbest thing I think I've ever seen him do. 
buddy, hey, we're right here. Like, <laughs> did you? All right. Anywho, um, da -da 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 -da. Aang realizes, realizes that firebending is just energy and life. It doesn't have to be destruction. It's like the sun and it lives inside of you. Zuko can now firebend again as he accepts his new destiny. And so can Aang. And it's super beautiful when they both firebend. It looks really, really nice. Fuck yeah. Uh, the chief says that now that they know about their secrets, they need to imprison them here forever. <laughs> LOL JK. He's joking. Mm -hmm. He just wants to make a joke. Um, but like, actually, don't tell anyone. <laughs> yeah, but like, actually, don't don't tell anyone what happened here. They go back to the gang and show them that they can both firebend, and the gang is super barely impressed by them being able to firebend for whatever reason. Right? They're just like, cool. Uh, they make fun of them and say it's dancing, and Zuko gets super mad and says it's an ancient firebending form. And Katara asks what it's called, and he says the dancing dragon, mm -hmm. and everyone laughs, mm -hmm. and it's super funny. So yeah. Mm -hmm. cool super epic like origin story for firebending like i said i never heard of someone saying before that it wasn't like firebending wasn't destruction that it could be life and like, like i'm sure at least iroh has mentioned like you need to find yeah. things other than just aggression like it's mm -hmm. energy flowing through you but like i feel like when he says it you just take it as like oh okay iroh is this is iroh's take on exactly it. and then it turns out no that's literally what he learned from from 